0: Hi there, and welcome to episode 21 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm Dr. James Brown, co-founder of ADHD Adult UK, and regrettably, as usual, I'm joined by a man whose face looks like an emoji drawn on the back of an ice cream van by a nine-year-old, co-founder of ADHD Adult UK, Dr. Alex Connor. Alex, hi.
1: Hello, James. The name's Alex Connor. Alex Connor. Jesus Christ. So obviously, uh, James on for
0: you. Well, yeah, I mean, if if you have to explain it afterwards, <laughs> it's either a, it's either a a really bad Sean Connery, I mm-hmm. a Sean Sean Connery impression, <laughs> or it's not funny. Which in the case of most of your hellos, um, we will fit into that category of of not being. Can I can I can I stop you doing that? Is there anything in my power I can stop you doing your hellos, or is this now cemented?
1: No, not at all.
0: <laughs> awesome, brilliant. So he says with trepidation, awaiting some kind of communication from my dad. How are you, Alex?
1: I'm very well, thank you, James. Yeah, all good. Uh, t- stressed by the global nightmare that is our world, but other than that, absolutely fine. Um, getting more and more listeners, as you'd like to call them, weirdly for our <laughs> ridiculous uh, podcast, the ADHD adults. Um. Yeah, we, we probably had an estimated 20,000. It doesn't make okay, any sense uh, that people listen into no, this bullshit. But we have uh, loads and loads of communications, James. I'm going to read out a letter that I've received from uh, Robert from Kidderminster. Ah, oh, it surprise. It's, it's a short one. It says James also had executive dysfunction as a child in the trouser department. So that's nice. Thank you, James, uh, Robert from H- Kidderminster. Thanks. Dad, Can I read a real that? one? No. We've had an email from a listener who we will call Katie, um, and it said, I wondered if you could do an episode on your experiences with higher education, in particular PhD studies. Just hearing other people talk about things I experienced has been so great on the podcast so far, and I'd really appreciate any tips or insight. Sorry for the long message. It was longer than this. I edited it. But keep up the good work, and thanks for the information, and James, and laughs. Thanks for sending that in. Uh, we- can I, sorry, can I,
0: can I stop you there? You added the and almost like a comma, James, and laughs as if...
1: Yeah, she didn't write James, yeah. Just, yeah. you know, my jokes are funny is the point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, a good one, Al. Good one. Remember, you have to put your hand up when you make a joke, so I'm aware those are the the rules of the podcast.
1: That's true. Um, Can I just say, first of all, before I forget, that Katie makes a really, really good point in that letter that we thought an episode, James and I discussed it, And about qualifications in general, might be a bit niche doing a PhD and don't don't do one. Uh, It might be a bit, not really, do one if you want to, might be a bit niche. So we thought an episode about qualifications. A lot of people say that they struggle getting Mm. uh, clinical medical people to take them seriously if they're doing a higher qualification, which is something anecdotally reported. So yeah, we're going to do that, aren't we?
0: We are, we are, yes. Um, just before we move on, Alex, I've yeah. had a letter he says <laughs> in 1980s called They Want Their Form of Communication Back. Um, do you remember a few podcasts ago that you used um, a regrettably jingoistic hello? Um, which you were then informed that we have an Australian
1: listener. Do you remember that, Alex? I think xenophobic, jingoistic means warmongering rather than well,
0: it's, well, it's the same. <laughs>
1: Yeah, anyway. I remember, yeah. yes. Yeah, so, yeah, good, so good
0: we've had we've had a letter in inverted commas from you've just repeated it. We've had a let we've had a letter from Ash, um, who says, Dear dear James, I am your Australian listener. And I was deeply offended by Alex's deranged xenophobic use of the phrase gday on your recent podcast. That's our word, and I demand he be sacked immediately for besmirching the good name of Australians everywhere so hopefully you're going to take that on board alex and and think before you act
1: i am i mean (laughs) that is a bonza letter (laughs) (laughs) you twat anyway (laughs)
0: um By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice that Alex has a Disney background. From now on, he's going to have backgrounds that point out his utter lack of cultural reference points. And as I don't think he's seen any Disney films before about 1976, I thought it was a good place to start. If you're listening, as usual, our podcasts are a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. In the last episode that was published, because we've altered the order, we chatted to our special guest, Mickey. Um, But This week, we're going to talk about a concept that may or may not be an element of executive dysfunction, which we've also talked about recently, and that's procrastination. So quick shout out to Menopause Mama, who asked us to cover this. The three parts, as usual, include some evidence-based psychoeducation delivered by Captain Roundface there, um, our personal reflections on what procrastination means to us and how it's affected us. And then in the third and final bit, there'll be some top tips on the area that we've been given or that we find works. And Alex has, as usual, deleted the bit of text that says, and we'll find time to play a game (laughs) of what has James lost, mislaid, or forgotten this week. Nice try, Al. Um, But as usual, I can remember that bit. So, Alex, are you going to fill uh, this episode of the podcast with what you think are kind of meta references and jokes about how you procrastinated in doing the research for this bit?
1: No. No. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, okay, so if you're not, then just tell us what it is as simply as possible, like the
1: psychoeducation monkey you are. Okay, I will. right. Procrastination, I think everyone knows it's not doing the thing you're supposed to be doing like when I didn't write the script for this bit. <laughs> it's, put, it's, put, <laughs> it's putting stuff off so. <laughs> Sorry does that mean the, does that mean the
0: script does that mean the script for this bit's better this week if you didn't write it?
1: It does, yeah. So procrastination, a lot of people in ADHD land call it a failure to launch or failure to do the thing you're supposed to be doing. The motivation for not doing an important task is, is key here. And it could, generally speaking, be one of two things. It's either the physical difficulty with function that affects all of Team ADHD very often, like with anyone, actually, in the world. But more frequently, this could be a brain issue or because you're tired or don't want to or many, many other things. Um. This isn't science, but when we talk about procrastination specifically, we're usually talking about an emotional blockage to doing a task we want to do, an important task, important to you. This could be an unbelievably small emotional blockage, apparently, from the outside. But to us, it's a total blockage for our funny little brains. From a research side of things, despite everyone I've ever met with ADHD reflecting on how much they're affected by procrastination... There isn't a lot of data. What there is supports these anecdotes, as you might expect. What there is, as expected, ADHD adults reported significantly higher rates of decisional procrastination, indecision, avoidance procrastination, behavior delays motivated to protect one's self-esteem and social image, and arousal procrastination, my favorite one. (laughs) These are behavior delays to seek thrill experiences and under time pressure. And um, all of those, so indecision, um, avoidance, and doing something else, we, we face those more than similar demographic profiles of non-ADHD adults. It probably makes sense, then, that procrastination can come with the indecision traits of ADHD as well as the inattentive traits. Obviously, if you get distracted before you start something, it doesn't get started.
0: You've already talked far too much in this part, Alex.
1: Bear with me, James. It does get interesting. Does it, though? Well, no. But it looks like procrastination is such a problem for adults with ADHD because, firstly, it is a problem for everyone. But then, on top of that, the absolute main traits of ADHD, such as not staying on task and not being able to do things based on objective importance, rather emotional reward, I mean, those two things obviously massively lend themselves Mm -hmm. towards procrastination. The more I look into it, the more I wonder how we get anything done at all. The answer, of course, is that you don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah, um, so, one. so we,
0: we we recently talked about um, executive function, and I've I've actually done some reading, and obviously, um, Alex prepares all of these scripts, which is why he edits out the bits about the the, the parts where I get to have fun. Um, but I, I've, in the reading I've done, right, there's some suggestion that our lack of executive function can, if you like, moderate or have an influence on our levels of procrastination. So do you think this is kind of partly part of that lack of executive function?
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Short answer. It is. I mean, it is, isn't it? it is, it's, it's, it's executive function. It's inattention. It's. I yeah. think all of them lend themselves towards it. I I would tell you about it, James I, I didn't I didn't do my preparation because I I left it oh, to the last minute. Sake.
0: You've waited you've waited something like 6 or 7 minutes to, to put that gag in there. It's on script. It's not in the script because I'd have deleted it obviously. <laughs> and you didn't put your hand up so we don't know it's a joke but well done, Alex on that note everybody we'll take a short break and we'll be back for part 2 next.
1: Welcome back to episode 21 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. James and Alex are here, as always, and we've just been talking about some of the psychoeducation and research around whether procrastination is, is real in, in ADHD adults more than the general population, probably. This part, part two of our podcast, we're going to be talking about personal reflections of procrastination. James, talk to me.
0: Do I Can I talk to the listeners instead? I, I don't like... I don't like talking to you much. Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think you can. I can probably separate up my procrastinations mm-hmm. into those that affect my work life and those that are outside of work. And if you look at my my day job, I've procrastinated pretty much ever since I started being a scientist. I can think back to the uh, techniques in the lab which I absolutely needed to learn, and I wouldn't have got my PhD without them. But I waited 12 months before I even attempted trying them because you know, they seemed a bit difficult and there's other stuff I can pretend that I'm doing until it came down to a deadline. If you don't get this data within the next month, you're not going to get a PhD. And then I had to engage. Then later on, all the stuff that, that we do in academia, which most people don't understand that scientists have to do. So writing grants to try and get money in order to do the science, writing up papers when you've done the science and trying to get that published when you have to apply for a promotion when you have to mark essays pretty much all of that's been done at the last minute overly rushed in a kind of 24-hour period of not sleeping because i couldn't do it in a timely fashion if there if there's a deadline and it's somewhere i'm obviously slightly time blind or time agnostic if you like if if there's a deadline that's maybe a couple of weeks in the future it may as well be 16 years in the future because i can't focus on it or even think about it to be honest that deadline has to be now tomorrow today the day after and then through fear which is a really poor motivator but it is a motivator and we have to acknowledge that most of us actually use that as a motivator to get shit done through fear i would get those stuff those those tasks done and that's a really unhealthy way of doing it and it definitely affected my mental health because i ended up massively stressed in those periods feeling guilty because why why couldn't i do that in the normal time frame and then be enjoying myself you know doing other things so at work it's been an absolute bastard alex procrastination um <laughs> as you as you know because you work yeah. in the same sector outside of work well <laughs> let's just say we bought this house 7 years ago and it already looks like um there's been a I don't know, homeless person sex party that's taken part in every room of our house. And that's because cleaning things or even picking things up is something I can do later. Um yeah. at the start at the start of lockdown, Mrs. ADHD very, very um positively and foolishly went out and bought eight tins of paint because we decided we haven't painted the house in seven years. How many tins of paint do you think remain unopened, Alex? Nine. <laughs> it's, very, it's very close. We did open one tin, and I started oh, yeah. to paint part of one room in the house and haven't finished. I started that three months ago, so there's still masking tape around every corner <laughs> in that room <laughs>
1: to oh,
0: <laughs> because I haven't been able to finish painting it i have put off paying down my debts. so when i've had a letter that says if you don't pay this by tomorrow you're going to default and i've gone i don't really want to know how much debt i've got to pay i'll just leave that knowing i'm going to default i've put it Mm -hmm. off i've put off um but talking about cleaning the house the house does get cleaned, but you know when it gets cleaned Alex, and that is the visitors. Rare occasion. Yes, exactly. The rare occasion that someone's coming down. And again, that fear of someone realizing that we're a couple of slags living in a DOS house <laughs> is the motivator. For us to finally clean the house, I, it doesn't help that Mrs. ADHD has ruined every carpet in every room. So even if you you vacuum it, it still looks shit. And we've got. To I have I out. have
1: seen the iron, the iron, yeah, the, shape the iron, in the yeah, carpet.
0: Yeah, the iron make the the iron shape because Mrs. ADHD decided to iron a top on the hall, the the, the stairs, the landing stairs. Sorry, and yeah, left it and burnt it the carpet. Um, I've I've put off changing or booking doctor's appointments, dental appointments, blood tests, um, because I, I just can't deal with speaking with someone on the phone. So you think, well, I'll do that tomorrow. And of course, the problem is, unless it's written down in some kind of to do list, because we are so executively dysfunctional, is that a word, Alex? (laughs) <laughs> we could make it one we'll make it one because because of that you, you then forget that you've got to book that blood test which is why in one of the the, the one of the, the games you played which you love of course of what's james forgot and i talked about having not taken my thyroid meds for three months and that's because i kept forgetting to book a blood test so i was just I,
1: about I, to ask you if reordering and going to get your ADHD meds is one of them
0: uh, oh, well, that might crop up in a game that's being played later as one, as one of the options.
1: God, but that's yeah, one of it's... my problems. That I, every single time I don't do it because I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm fine.
0: No, Well, this is it. Yeah. And, and you just you put things I put things off. We put things off. It's what we do. It's one of the things we're best at. if there was an ADHD Olympics, then it would be the, probably the most hotly contested event is putting things off. I'm not sure how you'd film or what the rules would be. But those are my personal reflections on how both my professional and personal life are messy in more than one way it's because of procrastination. What about you, pig
1: face? Oh, yes. I mean, I've, you know, I don't relate to you in any way, James, apart from the last <laughs> things you've said. Now, this is a pain in the arse, isn't it? Progr- how many times have I procrastinated? Probably a thousand. And yesterday, probably another thousand. Yeah. I I know I notice that I tend to procrastinate if I'm tired, particularly, despite constantly explaining to students and coaching clients and other people that productivity requires meaningful rest and breaks. You might be surprised, James. I am shit at spotting when I need to take that advice. <laughs> Not taking it. Um, I like breaks. I don't feel as guilty as many ADHD people seem to. I just don't pay attention to how I'm feeling, and I don't. And why? That's that is also very meta, isn't it? Mm. I don't expect you to understand the clever jokes. So. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, I, so
0: I... just before we go any further, yeah, we have to clarify the fact that some things that you think are jokes yeah. are objectively not jokes. Or funny. Or, or funny. They're just statements, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> which inside your brain carries some kind of level of humour. And I'm sure Jules will back me up on this as the funnier of the, the two of you when it comes to puns, yeah. um, your, your brother Jules. You're not funny. Carry on.
1: It's fair, no. It, I, I procrastination's really hard, and we, I like, I like. Of course, we joke about it a lot, but it—the guilt and the shame of doing it, of of, of like thinking about your paint and, and this, my the paint mm-hmm. I've got as well, and the and the the roof of my shed, which look it looks like it was in the blitz. My shed, and I just put eight nails in some new <laughs> Seven years that felt sat there staring at me. And it's and it's it's horrible. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It is embarrassing. I I try and take breaks now, and I try and use my golden time early in the morning to do the thing that I'm procrastinating. That's a really short emotional block. But it, it is that. It's that short emotional, short term emotional world. I have to desperately try and find to achieve a task I don't really want to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think we. I think
0: well, I think we can all relate relate with that even if we can't relate with with your cultural upbringing or the shape of your face then no. you know what what you've just described to all of us the the, the felt staring at you that, that's <laughs> if it doesn't be, that's if it doesn't become invisible for large periods because of uh, object impermanence absolutely the, the the tasks that you've got to do that sit there almost mocking you oh god and and then making it harder I think oft, often for me personally the longer I leave something the harder it becomes to engage in it because you have to admit that you've left it for that long. Personally, internally, you have to say, right, okay, so it's two years now I haven't painted the house in. I'm going to do it this weekend. It's not going to happen. I may as well just chuck Uh, that paint.
1: uh, I just thought of another thing, James. How often do you you press snooze on the calendar notification? Oh, Jesus, yeah. Like one hour, five minutes, one hour. Like sometimes a year later, I'm still doing it. It's just It's
0: shocking. It is. It is. Well, thank you for sharing that, um, because it makes me feel better to know how functionally useless you are. We've now just got time before the break for the game that has been described by Alex as the game no one asked for or wants in Mm -hmm. the script. I've allowed you that, Al. Thank Thank you. you. It's funny. Um, What's James lost, uh, mislaid or forgotten this week? So as usual, Alex, and we talked about this the other day, we've forgotten what the score is. I think you've got... (laughs) I think you've got six out of I don't know how many.
1: I think I've got 12 out of 14. Well, get fucked. Get <laughs> fucked. No, 10%. I know I'm just under halfway because I remember I hit okay. 50% at one point. I was very proud. So yeah, probably yeah. like sell seven out of, I would guess, 15 maybe. Probably, yeah, well, okay, we'll give you that. So
0: as usual, um, there are three things which I'll list, which I've either lost, forgotten, mislaid, got wrong this week and Alex has to select which one so your first option is that I forgot the one thing the one thing that I specifically went to Sainsbury's for and instead bought six completely unnecessary things and then got home went oh fuck's sake I went for that didn't I two is I forgot to charge my electric car before a very important journey and that left me with a two-hour delay Uh, making me late, or three, I lost all three of my functional cigarette lighters at the same time.
1: Okay. I can't imagine anybody would want you in a meeting, so not the charge card. card. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean, charged
0: a cigarette lighter? Why are they electric? I I didn't say charge, Alex. I said lost yeah so you know active listening listen listen to the listen to the information that's coming <laughs> to you 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 know this so i lost i've got three cigarette lighters oh, of various forms i lost all three at the same time
1: yeah that could be it couldn't it that the This thing rings so so true to me and most adhd people i know go into the shop and if they're not chanting bread bread lemonade bread <laughs> it's not <laughs> coming out with <laughs> Scratch lottery scratch cards and blue fizzy pop, aren't they? It's got to be that one, I'm sure. It's that one.
0: The supermarket. Yeah. You're incorrect. So you're still on seven. It's all three lighters. And there's actually a vaguely, I mean, tangentially interesting elements of this and i've realized that when i go outside i've mentioned this before and go i know this is incredibly unhealthy and you're it you're is tempted. really unhealthy yes i know but the only time i get in a piece from what you call the bees in the brain that just that yeah. constant internal hyperactivity is if i go outside and it's better now it's sunny if i go outside with a cup of tea a cigarette and some music in my airpods for five minutes I have genuine, complete inner peace of nothing going on and I can just sit there and it's lovely. But me going outside to do that requires me to make a cup of tea, to find my AirPods and my phone and the cigarettes I rolled and my lighter. And I cannot do all of those at once. So every time I do this, I go outside and go, forgot the fags or I forgot my AirPods or... I oh, in this case, I can't find my lighter. It's amazing if you've got. And somebody said when they wrote into us recently that they'll go, they'll leave the house six times because they've forgotten something. Yeah. Jesus, that that feels relatable. If I've got to remember to have four things with me, I can never do it first time.
1: This morning, James, I forgot my coat walking the dog. at Five degrees. <laughs> I left the house with the dog, and I'm like, it's cold, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I haven't put my co- I haven't put my coat on, James. It's why don't we put lay down? Pro- I already I know the scientific answer to this question. Yeah. But if we don't lay down processes like other people no. seem to be able to, just normal stuff.
0: We really don't. So just to um to reinforce that you got that wrong. So your score <laughs> remain remains. We think maybe six or seven. We don't know, um, but around or just underneath fifty uh, percent. We'll take another break and we'll come back in the final part of the episode where we'll give some top tips and a product recommendation. See you then. We're so professional. Welcome back to part three of um, episode twenty-one of the ADHD Adults podcast. We're going to give you some. I say we. Alex is going to give you some top tips, and no, I'm just going to blather on about some old shit that's useless. So, Alex, what would your top tips be for procrastination?
1: It's a, it's a, it's a good one. I've, I've because I'm not very good at it. Really, I, I've looked. A, I've looked them up. There are loads of these, loads of tips for this on self-help sites because it affects all of us, not just Team ADHD. I call us that. This, this is this is good because we can tap into those those tips from other people. On the other hand, the tips that work for most people are often a bit unhelpful. In brackets, fucking shit. When you have a, a brain like a drunk <laughs> monkey butler. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Tip, tips, tips from for, for everybody are are things like be realistic about how much time this takes. I can't. That's literally the problem. And I, I genuinely recently saw one that said avoid overstimulation. Oh <laughs> <my God. laughs> yes. Oh, oh, okay. oh. Okay. I'll do that then. No, because so that you, they really aren't helpful. And they're helpful for most people, and that is good. And I support that because you know, some of my favorite people are most people. We're not. So uh, I've looked into the self help. I've looked for tips that work for us as well. Um, It it includes lists, James. Don't, I know, wait for it. I know that that's shit advice to make lists. But there is evidence that they work for some people. And I'm suggesting this is why I'm suggesting really, really short-term lists Mm. with one tiny step. I don't mean, if you're going to sleep on it, it doesn't go on the list. Um, One tiny step that will take you from where you are now to being emotionally prepared for the next bit. And that goes hand in hand with my key tip to ask yourself the question, what is the first tiniest step to moving this thing from where it is now to literally anywhere further ahead, emotionally usually? It's often uh, some, somebody else can help me with that. That's the thing for this list. An, an example might be asking my wife, Lisa, to sit with me while I phone my doctor to arrange a conversation I need to have with my doctor because I'm not doing it because no one's watching and no one's paying attention. I that sounds ridiculous. But for me, that was the emotional blockage. Oh, not, not on my own. Imposing deadlines seems to help with many people too, according to the research. So uh, set yourself deadlines problem is you've got to somehow falsely persuade yourself that they're real. Try choosing an environment that has worked in the past. So thinking about that, I know that's hard. Maybe music on or maybe music off, whatever. It doesn't matter. The, there is an author I really like called Harlan Coben. I think his name is. And he, he said he wrote novels in the back of an Uber as a strategy and that helped him. It was just a new environment and then it just stopped working. So he did something else, which we've said loads of times, haven't we James before? Get, get stuff on rotation, but the really short-term lists is, and thinking about an emotional reward for them.
0: What about you? What
1: you got? What dreadful tip have you got for us this week? Oh,
0: I've got many dreadful tips, Alex. The first, and, and I think a little bit like um, some of the advice you talked about, lists, etc. I'm going to be careful how I phrase this because I, I saw an ADHD account um, suggest as a tip for procrastination. I'm going to use different words. Um, I'm going to call it a difficult hour, and they suggested that all the difficult tasks—the ones that are just awful and you don't want to do—why don't you do them in an hour? Which I think is probably the worst, the worst <laughs> advice I've, I've ever heard from anybody. Simply do them. Yes, just do do all the stuff. You know the stuff you really can't do. You know the stuff you really, really can't do. Yeah, just can't put do an it, hour, yeah. put, put an hour aside and do them.
1: Yeah, an hour. So set some time. Not yes. the timeline. Set yes. aside an hour and, and do those things. And do, do those things. <laughs> oh. So yeah. don't procrastinate.
0: Don't yeah. Basically, don't procrastinate, which is fantastic. Advice. Solved it. It is. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid that approach. My advice at least isn't the shittest advice out there. But the first thing I'd say is that often what you'll find is that one of the barriers to getting stuff done is knowing what it is you should be doing because you've all got loads of stuff. This is a phrase. And please, if anybody out there has heard of this before, I first heard of this when my 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 Mrs. ADHD, who's from Stoke-on-Trent, mentioned it with reference to food. Overfaced. If there's too much food on the plate, she went, "Oh, well, I'm overfaced. I can't eat it." Which I think is just a Stoke thing, to be honest. But I yeah, don't no, know. it's not a thing exactly but you we get overfaced with yeah,
1: tasks yeah. if you've
0: got like 15 things that you've got to do that often causes paralysis because yeah. how do you pick the one which you do and therefore you can't do any of them so actually learning how to prioritize can definitely help at least with identifying what's urgent we've talked in the past about priority matrices so working out is something urgent and important and then putting it into one of four boxes because at least then you can identify well, what what is urgent and the key thing is when we say important important to you because if you're if you're trying to do a task and you're procrastinating and it isn't for you you don't know what the emotional reward for you is in it you're doing it because it's a job thing you've got to do you're doing it because it's painting the house which isn't fucking emotionally rewarding at all
1: you've got to ask
0: you've got to ask yourself why are you doing this task and if you can find a reason, if it is a, a, a task that you're doing for work and the emotional reward is, well, I, I will feel like I'm doing my job. That's a great emotional reward to feel functional yeah. at work when most of us fucking aren't, let's be honest. And to have people around you feel like you're genuinely contributing despite all the issues you've got. So find the emotional reward in those tasks. As Alex said, and I hate to give many credit, obviously, yeah. or, or repeat what he said, if it's not a rewarding task, then break it down into chunk it into the smallest possible units i'm going to give an example that comes up time and time again i think we've mentioned it the dishwasher so it seems to be this weird nexus point with many adult adhd individuals Mm -hmm. that emptying the dishwasher just stops them from fucking doing anything and actually one way to approach that is well when you need a drink get a glass out of the dishwasher and that actually is the first step towards emptying it you're you you're, you're doing something that's rewarding because you're getting a drink you're thirsty a nice glass of i suppose what do you drink alex merlot or I, i'm not a wine drinker so i tried to come up with something wanky then but i, I uh, look, prob-
1: probably a, a malbec or well, actually I, i've been drinking a gray burgundy from bavaria recently grab a gun obviously
0: you <laughs> know I mean, I opened myself up for that, but you still you annoyed did. me when yeah. you said it. I I I kind of wanted to be annoyed, but not that annoyed. Um, yeah, but some but that is a great way of tackling a a a, a task which to us can be Im- immeasurably difficult, emptying a dishwasher. But you you're gonna need a glass or a plate. So rather than get it from the cupboard, get it from the dishwasher. And that's a, that's a small chunk towards emptying the dishwasher. And if you use that approach for other tasks, find what the emotional reward is. Then it's going to help you. Uh, yes, Alex, your
1: hand is up. Yeah. Just, just to reiterate how good that is. If you take a plate out of the dishwasher and don't empty the rest of it, that's still okay. Sometimes you might carry on empty half of it or even all of it. Sometimes you won't at all, but it's still one thing, and and it's about not feeling guilt and shame, isn't it?
0: Can you just repeat the very first part of that of that sentence? I just want to reiterate. You said how good how good that is.
1: I just imagine you. Someone told you it. I can't. I can't imagine you've got the capacity to think of something valuable on your own.
0: Alex and I now, a um, den depend. I don't know because I'm shit with words. Obviously, whenever we have to pay each other a compliment, can't print that out afterwards with an insult yeah. because because we we obviously never give each other compliments. But you no. you, you, thought, you fell into that. You actually you paid me, even uh, if indirectly and and, and non deliberately, you, you paid me a compliment. So. Just to finally add, don't, as Alex mentioned, fuck, don't beat yourself up about procrastinating because it is a behavior that you literally, is that right, Alex? I never get that right.
1: Depends what you're going to say, don't you
0: it? have little control over.
1: Yeah, you you literally have a brain disorder and that's okay, you know, exactly.
0: Uh, so it's really important to not, I know it's difficult, but don't beat yourself up. That emotional acceptance of ADHD, which we blather on about so much, yeah. is really important because it allows you to say, it's okay to not do that today or this week because, uh, you know, I, I, I know I'll get round to it, but I'm not going to do yeah. it today. If you can, and this is really difficult and this is a personal choice, and it's it's easier for some who have a diagnosis than, than our listeners who are waiting for a diagnosis or have symptoms. But if you can tell people, I can't do that this week. Explain to people who who may be aware of your ADHD that some tasks sometimes take longer, or or that you know you're struggling to focus on a task. If you can, I know that's a difficult thing. It's something that I immediately adopted as a way of making sure that people didn't think I was just not doing stuff and people understood that it's difficult for me and it did have a a broadly positive response but that's a very personal thing for you. So those are our top tips. we just got time to finish off with a product recommendation. And I can't remember if we've already done this one, which happens every fucking week, to be fair, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. But this was sent in, and I've fucking forgotten the name. I'm so, 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 so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. This was sent in by one of our incredible listeners, and I've forgotten your name. And You're going to message me after this when this gets released. I'm so sorry. But... If you use Google Chrome as a browser, there's an extension called Ulti-U-L-T-I-Dash, Ulti-Dash. ULTI dash. And it's really useful, actually, because whenever you open a new window, in that window, you've got a big clock in the middle. You've got a timer. You've got um, a little link to your emails. You've got a to-do list built in. So it's got, just in a standard browser window, lots of little stuff that can actually help you if you work on a computer quite often do the kinds of things that we're, we're talking about in terms of identifying what you've got to do. Anything to add before we go, Alex? No. Good. So that was episode 21 of the ADHD adults where we talked about procrastination as usual. If you want to get in touch, tell us how shit Alex has been and, and suggest a replacement, then get in touch on the socials at ADHD Adult UK. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye all.